Our guest today is Elon Buru. Elon is a research scientist at Facebook AI Research and a director of the Natural Intelligence LS program. Thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you for asking. It's, I think it's, it's a very nice project, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do this. Um, I have a whole bunch of questions. And so some of this uh, might feel a little bit like a rapid fire round. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, some of them are light. They might not take a lot of thought. Some of them might need more thought, in which case um, feel free to pause and think about it. If you want to skip a question, that's fine too. Um, but as you know, this is this is being recorded. All right, should I just get started? Yes. All right. Um, my first question is, um, what were you doing just before this call? What was I doing just before this call? Uh, eating, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, what is your daily routine like? I don't really have a routine because it really depends every day what I have to do. So uh, usually I get up like five minutes before my first meeting if it's an early meeting. Like uh, in particular, if I have to call people in Europe, it's going to be earlier for me than if it's the same time zone. So yeah, I, I, I get up, I roll out of bed, I drink water, I go to the bathroom, and then I <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have a routine yeah. um, what is the favorite part of your day um, I love sleeping yeah. I, I, I don't know I, I like everything uh, I like talking to people about research I like playing the piano I like dancing moving talking to people. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit of everything. So yeah, my whole day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what is the least favorite part of your day? My least favorite, um, getting out of bed if I haven't slept enough. I hate that. Yeah. I really hate that. Like if, if the alarm, uh, I mean, I, I like waking up by myself, but if it's the alarm that wakes me up, I hate it. Yeah. I, I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what one chore do you dislike the most and why is that? One chore I dis uh, laundry. Hmm. And there's no reason, it's actually super easy, but it's, it's this daunting thing. <laughs> yeah. but every time it's just so easy and I do it, I, I, I wonder why I put it off so much, but for some reason it's just like, there's this cartoon of, of, of two little fairy creature, no, this comic strip, two little fairy creature, and one of them asks, what's standing between you and your biggest dreams and the other says laundry <laughs> and the first one says no you should say yourself and all your mental attitude and it says no i'm pretty sure it's laundry <laughs> so I, I really felt that way <laughs> yeah, yeah. um do you struggle with procrastination um yes and no so no because i have accepted that i will always do things last minute um, and yes, because I do things last minute. So if there's uh, many um, like unpredictable things or things that happen on the last day when I had planned to do my thing, then it's going to make my my moment really tense. Mm -hmm. um, so like really down the wire and, and I don't like that. I don't like working in those conditions. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, uh, often just planning that I'm going to do things uh, kind of close to the deadline 
works out okay. It doesn't stress me out because mm. I know it really works out. Mm. So I'm just very cool, very zen, working on the paper until the last minute, submitting, <laughs> submitting the versions of the several clothes, you know. <laughs> I'm just like very zen when I do this, but uh, so it is kind of like part of what I do. Um, and I realize it makes no sense when I, I should probably do it uh, earlier because um, because the deadlines are arbitrary. <laughs> but for, for me, procrastination is a kind of like priorities uh, forcing device because I, I tend to be a bit of a perfectionist. So if I have too much time, I'm just going to work on it like 100 times too much and uh, keep refining it, refining it. Like I, I can spend, I, I can reread a paper 50 times and still change things. Hmm. And I would. Uh, so I mean, uh, sometimes I, I I can force myself to decide, okay, I'm, this is the last time, this is the last pass I do and I stop and it's done. Yeah. But uh, it's easier to just do this by having a set deadline. And then I'm like, well, sorry, I didn't read more <laughs> because it was a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise I just keep like, I'm going to, you know, finish something and then like go for work and think, oh, I should probably reread this and try yeah. to work on it more and never yeah. stop working on it. So, yeah. uh, there was some, I mean, I, I really like the idea that done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to live by that. But when there's still time to do more, I kind of feel guilty if I'm not doing it. Yeah. So yeah. it said, you know, procrastination is a nice tool for this. But no, really, I should just be good at deciding, okay, this is the last time working on it. This is done. I, I'm not working on this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so if like you're... reverse procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're doing everything early, then whatever is coming next also needs to be started early. So that could also place a deadline for when the earlier thing needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but then you have to explain to people. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm not working on this because I'm working on this next thing. And they yeah. say, oh, but it's in two weeks. I says, yeah, but on my schedule, it's now. <laughs> and you know, it's also that you have to be yeah. in sync with other people, yep, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes but sense. there's also another way I could just do this and pretend I'm I'm still working on the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I wouldn't call that so much of a problem. Uh, for example, for things that many people procrastinate on, like doing taxes and stuff, it's never really been a problem so much because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a perfectionist on my taxes, you know, yeah. once they're done, they're done. Uh, it, it's more on, on the big projects or things I like. You could just work on them forever. So Yeah, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Um, do you struggle with time management? Time management? Um I know, same thing. I don't struggle. I could do better, but I don't really struggle because um, I also tend to, I don't have too much trouble saying no to things when I don't have enough time. Hmm. And I think that's the like number one reason why people struggle is they have tried to put too much stuff compared to the space they have. Mm-hmm. And I have this awesome device called procrastination that helps me not spend too much time on things. So, <laughs> I, I mean, somehow it works out. But uh, overall, I kind of, I, I think I have a reasonably good idea of, of, of uh, how long um, how long things will take me in general. Mm-hmm. So, uh, w- with the added padding that whatever I think I have to multiply by 1.5 or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then it kind of works out okay. Yeah. Um, so no, I, do, I don't feel like it's a big problem. Now, of course, I, I could do better and it's not optimal, but I am very happy with my imperfect way mm-hmm. of 
Don't waste time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if I asked your friends, what is Elon like? What are three adjectives that you think they would use? I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. Hmm. Uh, if you ask regular friends, probably would say I'm smart. Uh, artistic or artistic because I like mm. art a lot and I play music and mm. I dance um, now the third one stubborn <laughs> <laughs> yeah and how much of this is true is anything exaggerated is anything missing well, I, it's not really being stubborn if you're right. It's just being right, right? So I'm often right. And if I know I'm right, I'm not going to back down. Yeah. And if that's stubborn, it's being, you know, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm very science and database. So when I know something is true, I'm just not going to deviate. Uh, if, if there's the data, you know. Yeah. If there's no data, I don't commit. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I think I think these things are true. Um, also, yeah, caring, probably. Hmm. I care about people a lot. Hmm. <laughs> um, are you happy with the number of close friends you have? Number of close friends I have? Yeah, I'm very happy with the number. I'm not happy with the geographical distribution because hmm. they're not close. Hmm. Uh, they're like, a lot of them are in Europe. Hmm. And that makes it more difficult to like, I mean... Now we don't really see each other again uh, so much, even in New York. But I mean, in, in, in regular time, it's, it's much harder to meet with my close friends because they're in Europe. And even if it's just six hours time difference, six hours is actually tricky still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is one thing that you're worse at than people around you? I'm worse at than people around me. Um like tolerating annoying situations hmm. for example if i'm in a place like a wedding and i'm bored i'm, I'm just going to go or go to the bathroom with a book and stay in there for 45 minutes i i just if, if i'm somewhere and i don't really want to be there i i i don't like it at all oh. so yeah lack of patience for this i would say hmm. i have so much stuff i want to do I feel yeah. time is precious, and so if I'm being like forced to endure a social situation with people saying stuff that I'm not interested in somewhere, I I, I just <laughs> I, I really hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it's important for social, you know, it's part of social life to like endure those things. But even when I was a kid at family events, often I would have a book and I would just take it and read and be rude. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, what is your single biggest strength? My single biggest strength? Uh, I have many. <laughs> Which one is your favorite? My favorite. I think ruminating, like... Mm. digesting stuff I, I just i say rumination because i'm think of uh, when i was a kid we had lots of books in the restroom 
to read and and so and, and one of them was a book by Nietzsche um, and there was something that he was saying that humans like this faculty of ruminating like cows like you get mm-hmm. something in and you chew on it and then you make it different and then and I was thinking oh I'm good at that uh, <laughs> like getting an idea and it nothing happens right away but then you like think about it and, and then after a while something like new comes out and you have really mm-hmm. absorbed it and and there's also this French author named Paul Valéry who was saying that lion is well digested lamb huh. and, <laughs> and it, it was because often I feel like I, I get ideas and 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 there's all this stuff that's happening where I'm I'm integrating them, absorbing them, coordinating them with Iron, uh, all all in the you know back burner. That's mm-hmm. this back process when I'm sleeping or eating pizza or doing something unrelated. And yeah. then something new gets created, and I love that. And I think I'm good at that. Like, really yeah. yeah, yeah. Not only in the sense of having a dark idea and staying there and just repeating the same thing and regretting, why did I? buy this thing that I don't like or you know beating myself up no I, I mean ruminating like digesting like like a cow that eats grass and it just needs to spend this time in the stomach and then you mm-hmm. make you know cow muscles yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's great um what is a recurring moral conflict a recurring what a recurring moral conflict model conflict moral um like something m-o-r-a-l so something that you think is like what is oh, right, what is wrong, and like you struggle conflict. moral conflict. A recurring moral conflict. Oh, for me, uh, a big thing is is the conflict between what you know is good for someone and what they want to do. So their freedom of choice. Because if you know something's bad for them and you see them like doing it to themselves. But you also don't want to deny them their free choice. It's very hard for me to decide what the right thing to do is if there is such a thing. So, um, you know, for example, my dad often behaves like a four-year-old and um, and I know he should exercise and eat better, but he doesn't want to. And I, I can't really order my dad around because he's my dad. But he takes terrible care of his health and sometimes I just want to like force him to do stuff but it's autonomy is really important so for me there's this kind of really tough balance between what you know is good for someone and uh, respecting their choice mm-hmm. and there's all these ways that you can trick them into doing it but there's this thing like is it okay to manipulate them into doing what's good for them <laughs> if it's good for them yeah or not so for me that's something that actually presents itself quite frequently mm-hmm. um because of, of i mean of my dad and, and other people who make bad choices and uh and often for me that's that's the biggest thing is i don't know what the right thing to do is for, for mm-hmm. that if there is such a thing but what the best trade-off is between tricking them into doing the right thing letting them have their way or, or yeah. really making them <laughs> yeah. yeah makes sense makes sense um, is there a specific instance where you distinctly recall feeling privileged? Feeling privileged? Oh, all the time. I feel privileged all the time. I mean, from from as long as I remember when I was a kid, I knew I was privileged. Hmm. Uh, because, because of so many things. I mean, uh, like this question of nature and nurture, first thing is, is I was born with really good genes, 
and I did nothing for that. But from when I was a kid, I was super smart compared to that without having to work much for it. I was getting everything much faster than everyone else. I didn't need to work. I was doing very well at everything where people had to try really hard. And for me, it was so easy. And I was pretty, so people were super nice with me, but people who didn't know me. And so and so I felt everywhere, things were just much easier. <laughs> and yeah. and so, like everything was, and, and I was very aware of that. Even mm. when I was uh, like seven or eight, I, I knew I was super privileged because things were easier for me mm. and I didn't work for it. It mm. was just given to me because I was born that way. Yeah. So yeah, always, I always had a sense of being very privileged. And I always had a sense of trying to, that it, it could be used against me too. And I had to be very mindful of helping others too, like spreading things. So I was always helping my school school friends with their homework and things like that. Like they had a list of when they could call me to the math homework. <laughs> and they were organizing the schedule. I was telling them, I'm not organizing the schedule. You can call me the day. So already I was doing the thing the last day. So we had a week to do it. And I said, I won't have looked at it until the last day. So the day <laughs> it's due you can call me but you have to according to the schedule and they were making lists and they were calling me and i was explaining <laughs> to them how to do it and giving them tips uh so i mean always i got a sense that the only way this could work is if if uh, and because you have this cliche that the you know best student in the class is hated by others or it doesn't work and i i was always friends with the like the worst performing students in the class we were always friends but i always felt like to keep this balance i had to help people around me so that I would not become so unpopular and so that even other things a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what are you insecure about? What am I insecure about? Mm-hmm. Um, I was always very shy and I worked on it. So now I, I can, you know, I can deal with it, but if there's a situation where I feel I am being misunderstood and things are not going my way and, uh, and I'm very powerless, for example, um, when I deal with immigration, that's something that happens like with lots of visas that they just like, yeah, you really need something and you're like faced with a wall of administrative incomprehension. And, and when things don't work and things are really going to be like wrong for you and you couldn't do nothing. And then I suddenly become super shy again. Hmm. And, uh, and, and I get very, like, I, I can't even find words. And, and then people even want to help me even less because they see I'm like decomposing. And so I'm, I know it's a weakness I have that in some circumstances, I just become completely like useless. And so sometimes I, um, I anticipate this is going to happen. And, it, and it's like, it makes me already scared. Hmm. I see. And it's see. nearly self-fulfilling. Like, but right to someone going to ask, uh, like ask asking for a favor that I expect is not going to happen, yeah. then I, I'm like setting things up for it not to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the thing that I, I've been working on, and it's much better than it was 15 years ago. And often people don't believe me when I say I'm super shy, but I am. <laughs> uh, I just worked on. Yeah. Uh, but I, there's still like lots of room for improvement. Yeah, 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 yeah. makes sense. Um, do you feel like an imposter? No, no. I used to a lot, but then I read so much about imposter syndrome that I don't anymore. Hmm. Because, you know, now I, I know it's kind of super normal, so I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, we decide what the norm is. If everybody feels the same way, then that's the norm. And so that's okay. 
Yeah. Well, I know I'm good at, at lots of things I do. And I think I have a good sense of what I'm good at, what I'm bad at. Mm. And so now um, I felt a lot more like an imposter a lot earlier, like when I was 15, 16, something like this. Because, um, and also I was just not well calibrated. Like sometimes I would think I had done awesome and it would be terrible. And sometimes I would think I had done terrible and people thought it was genius. So there was just like this mismatch a bit. Mm. Uh, but but then, you know, at, at some point people really thought I was a genius and I was thinking, no, I'm not. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, and then things just, you know, I think now things are in a much more balanced place. So yeah. I, I don't really feel that yeah. anymore yeah um what but is some... reading all these things like i remember i think the first time i heard about these things about being an imposter was the grace hopper conference and and there was this uh there were all these parallel sessions that were usually evenly spread and there was this one about being an imposter and was the only one where everybody went to there and said, <laughs> on the windows and window sills and on the floor and they were asking who felt like an imposter and was like us <laughs> and I'm like okay that's that's so it was very very but that was like back in 2009 I think something like mm. this so I've, I've had 10 years to digest that <laughs> yeah Not to so ruminate long. to ruminate on it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and I, I just realized that lots of people feel that way and uh, well there was also these these talk you know chicken 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 yeah uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and, and you know uh, like lots of the, the reason it's funny because many times you see those talks and that's kind of what it sounds like because I have no idea what the person's talking about <laughs> and it's the thing like lots of people you know you go to a talk if it's not your domain you're going to understand the first 15 minutes overview and after that it's like <laughs> and, and once you know that lots of people feel that way if it's not exactly what they you know what they're doing then you're like oh it's okay yeah yeah um, what is something you're trying out these days and how is that going? What's something I'm trying out? Mm-hmm. Uh, woodworking. I'm doing woodworking. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. Yeah. I like it much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. Um, what is uh, your one favorite um, trick or tip or hack um, that makes your life more convenient, more fun, more efficient? My Vitamix blender, making smoothies in my Vitamix blender. If I don't have time to eat well, I just put everything in it and and I can drink my vegetables in like five minutes. I mean, I all for cooking nice meals and stuff, but if I know I'm not going to, if I know I'm not going to take, you know, the time to do this, having my Vitamix blender to have Mm. good nutrition. I mean, the number one tip is always sleeping. Everybody should sleep more. But if I already do that, then the next thing is eating well, like Vitamix blender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you tend to think about most when you're not intentionally trying to think about anything? Mm-hmm. What? What do you tend to uh, think about most when you're not intentionally trying to think about anything? My messy love life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is something surprising about you? Something that the rest of us might not guess. Um, the thing, I think lots of people at FAIR know me very well. So I don't think, I, I think they've heard of all the quirks, you know. <laughs> but I don't know if that's so much surprising. Hmm. Like, you, yeah. 
I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is one thing about the world that surprises you? Something about the world that surprises me? Mm-hmm. Uh, that it, it doesn't go wrong more often than it does in the sense that um, like somebody could go postal and kill everyone around and not that many people do that actually. I mean, <laughs> there's so many mass murders, but I mean, there could be one mass murder, you know, like 10 a day or something. It doesn't happen. It's like people, they're super frustrated, but they don't go around driving their cars into others. And and often, like, there's this kind of still, like, remaining face in institutions and the general order of the world that seems kind of work. And I always find that super surprising. So when, when like, a long time ago, I worked at the police as part of my... Uh, when I went to uh, the engineering school, I went to Ecole Polytechnique. You do a military service. Instead of doing military service, I did police service. So for a year, I was a police hmm. officer. Like, wow. The uniform and everything. And I had a gun and a wow. loaded gun, you know, that I was carrying. <laughs> and so I was in the subway and I had this gun and it has all these things. And I had this fitted coat because I, I, I didn't really know how to be a cop, right? So I had this fitted coat so the gun was like sticking out like this. And nobody had a gun in Paris. I was taking the subway and people were watching and being like, sorry. <laughs> I was like trying to hide my gun. So it was really funny. And I was thinking, I could go mental and kill everyone in the subway car. Not that I wanted to do this, but I'm thinking, how are they trusting me with a gun and all the others and we don't kill people? So in a way, I'm surprised that people are, given that there's so many crazy people around, because there are, I'm surprised that they don't do more um, really, really damaging stuff, like that more or less society works. Of course, we know about all the issues with global warming and, and uh, all the insecurity around and all the unacceptable uh, uh, violence. But what I'm thinking is, we, it's great that we find that unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But if I had to guess and I had never seen the world, I would expect it to be like much, much more higher, <laughs> much more of a jungle. Yeah. So more of these kind of things, things kind of work okay. And I'm very yeah. surprised by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, what is the most recent unexpected thing that happened? Most recent unexpected thing that happened. Oh, there was something, I can't really talk about it, but uh, it, and other people at FAIR were there. It was funny. Um mm-hmm. But other than that, the most recent unexpected thing. Well, uh, for me, something that was unexpected in something I learned how to do and I was surprised that it would work that way is with the woodworking thing. I learned to burn wood to make it more weatherproof. It's an old Japanese technique called shusui ban, something like this. And so you, you take a big torch, like a huge propane torch, and you just torch the wood. And, you know, we're in New York, so it's not fire everywhere. So it, it looks okay to do that. And so we were doing that on the pavement because it was outside workshop because of COVID. And um, and I was so surprised that first, like you set the wood on fire and, and it, then it, it doesn't burn the whole thing, just the surface, just a tiny layer. Mm-hmm. And it, it extinguishes right away. Oh. And then it has this beautiful, very dark, like deep black color. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea you could do that. And I, I'm, I'm still, I did it twice and I'm just still so surprised that it works like that mm. and that you can do that to wood and it's just <laughs> catches fire, extinguishes right away. And <laughs> yeah. so that's the last thing I was very surprised by. That was uh, last week. That's I see. Why. I see. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, what is one way in which you wish your life was different? Well, right now, if I could like, hug more people 
it's been a while. I mean, yeah. you know, I live by myself in my apartment, and I'm an introvert, so I could go on like this with my library, my piano, and um, and my dance mirrors for probably twenty years before I get bored. <laughs> but it would be nice to see my friends like without masks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to tomorrow or next week? Tomorrow or next week? Um, I'm seeing a very good friend tomorrow, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, next week, I don't know if there's anything special. Yeah. I'm looking forward to my baby work project being released, but I can talk more about this. I see. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Um do you think you're average above average or below average happy relative to people around you? Oh, above average. Mm. Mm. Um when was the last time you danced? This morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um what was your most recent dream that you remember? Uh, it was a very funny dream, actually. I like last night. I remember the dream from last night. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I can't really talk about it. But it was it was just very random. It was like somebody who was supposed to be sick and they had recovered, but I didn't know about it. And I just bumped into them and I thought they were sick, but they weren't. And <laughs> Normally, you don't realize everybody has been healed already. And it's like, oh, no, I didn't get the memo. And I mean, it was just very random. I see. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you more optimistic than people around you or more pessimistic? Oh, no, I'm way more pessimistic. Hmm. In general, yeah. Hmm. Uh, about life and stuff. Uh, yeah. Like our general human trajectory for the next 50 years. <laughs> human nature. And the thing is, I don't think I'm pessimistic. I, I think I'm realistic that human nature is, is, or nature actually, nature. Nature does not want us to be especially happy. Nature doesn't care. Nature wants us to make babies. That's it. Um, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> pessimistic is not the right word. But yeah, no, I, I don't, I think I'm more pessimistic. Hmm. But I've accepted it, which is why I'm okay, happy. Yeah. Um, do you think there is a point to life, to our existence? Yeah, that's the part I'm a bit pessimistic about. Yeah. yeah. Which is also why I don't have kids. Um, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but we're there. So as I'm here, I'm going to try to help the people I love and people around me to be happier. And so that, you know, because we, none of us, none of us, nobody decided to be here, right? So we're mm -hmm. here because our parents decided for us. So we have to make the best of it. And so that means, you know, trying to help people. It's a bit like this concept in Buddhism that I don't know anything about Buddhism, so I'm going to like be completely off the mark. But my very wrong understanding of Buddhism, you have this, this concept of bodhisattva, right? It's the one who don't get to nirvana, but they help others get there. So that's kind of the way I, I, I view more kind of the point is helping others not be as unhappy. Mm. And then, you know, like... It's like a soccer team. We're all in the same team, and now we're like we're there. So if you're going to be part of the game, you help your teammates. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Um, what do you struggle with in life? What do I struggle with? Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, laundry is I, I, actually quite okay. But it, it's kind of funny that in New York, it's a luxury to have your 
wash and dry in your apartment. So I don't. It's in my building, but not mm. my. Uh, but what do I struggle in life? Mm. Getting enough sleep, perhaps. I love sleeping, and I think it's really important. But sometimes, actually, pretty often, I, I just can't unplug my brain. It mm. keeps thinking, and if I still have stuff that I'm thinking about, which is all the time, very often, uh, some days I, I just can't get rid of that. And uh, so it means I'm not going to sleep until, like my brain's happy functioning until like 10 a.m. And so I'm going to spend the whole night trying to sleep and, and, and my brain thinks, oh, great. So it's finally uninterrupted time to think about stuff. And and so I can't sleep. Yeah. So that, that's difficult because then the next day you can't just stay in bed. You have to like be up. And yeah. if I have slept enough, it's not good. Yeah. 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 Um, how do you decide what to work on? Uh, for me, it has to be, of course, it has to be something I'm very interested in, but there are lots of things I'm interested in. It has to be something where I feel I have an angle that's um, interesting. So it's interesting to me, but also I have feel I have something to contribute where I have a perspective that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also, if it's a project with people that I know I work with well, then that's going to be a big plus too. So it's kind of this conjunction of, of, of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are two common traits among some of your best collaborators or colleagues? Um, they're smart and they're good, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. They're smart and get things done. Yeah. Um, and can you spot these traits early? Are you good at spotting them? Well, I would say, I mean, I don't want to advertise for it, but it kind of like lots of people at FAIR are smart and good at what they do. So that's easier. Uh, after that, you know, for recruiting, finding people, often you can have some sense of their records. I think it's much easier for us than it is for, than, for example, for spotting software engineers or people like this where you actually don't have a record, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's harder. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah... I think it's easier. It's much easier to spot if somebody's smart than if they're um, e- effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, oceans or hills? Oceans. Um, what is something you love doing that you're terrible at? Something I love doing that I'm terrible at. Um, The thing is, when you do something, you tend to become good at it after a while, even if you were bad at it at the beginning. Hmm. And uh, given that I'm persistent, at some point I'm going to become okay at something. So um, what do I love doing that I'm terrible at? I have lots of things that I'm not super good at that I love doing, but Hmm. terrible? I don't know if there's anything. Hmm. What am I terrible at? Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, what is something you did recently that surprised some of the people that know you well? Got um, out of a long-term relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. 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 
Um, when was the last time you felt like a kid in a candy store? Last time I felt like a kid in a candy store? When... Uh, I remember recently, I mean, well, for example, with this woodworking thing still recently, I realized like I learned to use new tools. And then once I had this new tool, I, I felt like I could order all these tools and get all this weight. <laughs> it was really nice. Also, I've been making cheese and oh. you can order all these different molds and they all do something different and then you can experiment with them. Mm. And so that's been really fun too. Yeah. Um, and what else? Yeah, but uh, oh, uh, decorating also. I wanted new cushions, and I went to Etsy, and I found this seller that has like million things that I. There's lots yeah. of things. Yeah. Like, I think it's very easy to find stuff that that, that um, I get excited about. Mm -hmm. Little things. Yeah. 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 Um. What is something you did not like at the time, but you're glad it happened? Oh, there's many things. But often I know that at some point later I'm going to like it. Mm. So, um, something recent. Well, for example, when I moved to my apartment, it's a, I didn't realize like it's, it has a... It has a um, like doorman and, and stuff and I had never had a doorman building before and I was really annoyed by it at the beginning because I felt like you always have these people you have to say I'm an introvert it costs me to say hi and, <laughs> day, and like how was your day and stuff and uh and also the sense that I can't really have a private life anymore because they know everyone who's coming and going mm. and and so I, I was a bit annoyed by that but actually they're super nice and uh and uh and also it's very convenient when i get heavy furniture that i actually take it to my apartment mm. which you know my standard up to now was really like carrying these bookcase step by step over a walk yeah. building, which uh -huh. i can do and now i don't have to do that anymore so uh, i you know i thought i thought it was bad and at the point I, uh, when i got into this building i was thinking oh i'm going to hate it but i don't really yeah. i know i yeah. like it much yeah. so i could yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, what do you easily get nostalgic about? Oh, everything. I, I'm, I'm very, I, I'm an archivist. I, I like keeping memories of everything. And, uh, you know, I keep like tickets of past stuff, past mm -hmm. photographs, things, all the apartments where I've lived, all my things from when I was a kid, all mm. my books, all the places where we were on vacation. So yeah, everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, describe something that made you smile today. Something that made me smile today. Um, well, our mom made a joke, and I found it really funny, and I smiled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, mom, our mom from Fair Paris. Uh -huh. we were about yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, what is some of the best advice you've gotten or given? Well, the best advice that I hear, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I was always thinking of that, you know, whenever you take the, it's a very stereotype one, but I really like it. Whenever you take the airplane and they tell you that before taking care of someone else's oxygen mask, you have to put your own first. Uh -huh. 
And I, I always, always resonates with me that you can't take care of someone else if you're not in good shape first. Yeah. So, like, put your oxygen mask on. <laughs> you can help someone else without passing out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, makes that's, sense. That's, every time I take an airplane, they say that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, being as honest as possible, why did you agree to do this interview with me? Well, why not? It's just, I think, I think I would like to see it about someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it's a, a good project. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, last question. Is there anything you'd like to talk about, about who you are, what your life is like that we didn't cover? Yeah, uh, I think, I think for, for everyone, it's, it's, would be really, um, I think in life, it's really important for, in terms of a balance to, uh, maintain some creative activities. And I see some people who don't have that. And it, it, it really is something that I think would brighten everybody's life or uh, a tool for like emotional support. If you need that, like some kind of like tool in the toolbox. And uh, I'm, sometimes I'm surprised that not more people have some big creative part to their life outside of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, we're very lucky because our work is creative in itself. But uh, I, I mean, in, in like different realms, more artistic. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I think it's not something that people should do just like that. Should, it should be universal and, and people mm-hmm. would be much happier with that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Um, that's all I had. Thanks, Elon, for taking the time to do this. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing what other people say too. And yeah. 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 Are you going to do one with yourself? <laughs> um, I have, I hadn't thought of it. A couple of people have brought it up. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do that, but it's not quite maybe on the agenda. Just to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. All right. Thank Thanks, Elon. Thank Bye. you. Bye.